Welcome to podcast number 50. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a milestone. 50 Ken Hill, uh, Ken Hill podcasts. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a cool thing. And, you know, the podcast started, um, I want to take a second and talk about that. The podcast started, you know, because of really all of this um, complete misinformation and, you know, complete utter bullshit uh, that was out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I needed to get out essentially what's right, what works and get it out there so more people have access to that information. And the podcast, um, I think are doing that. Uh, to give you, uh, I know there's a bunch of uh, numbers geeks out there to give you some numbers. Yeah, as of right now, by the time you listen to this podcast, we're gonna have about 210,000 listens. 210,000 listens. And uh, oh my God, I wanna thank everybody for the, um, the new BMW I'm driving. Uh, yeah, and the new Ford pickup. Yeah, not quite. So I've made um, just, I'm making about a penny, I'm making about a penny uh, a listen. Penny a listen. So uh, in some ways, it's actually pretty sad. But I do want to hope uh, hope to continue uh, doing you no know, another fifty of these because uh, the information never stops. I keep getting better at this, and of course, the longer I stay in this, and the longer uh, the longer I'm doing it, the you know the better I want to get. I work my ass off every fucking day to make sure I get better at this, and uh, if I get better, you get better. So that's how that works. So, yeah, you want to support support the podcast? You want to keep this thing going? Well, you guys can figure out how to make that happen. All right. So this podcast, um, this one is interesting because it started off with a conversation with um, one of the MT workers at Thunder Hill, and Thunder Hill is a track that I go to quite often. And uh, you know, I've, I've been around Thunder Hill really since the beginning. And Thunder Hill was one of the, you know, at least in my eyes, you know, there were some other tracks, but one of my eyes that had really organized track days, and they really embraced it, and. Um, they've done a very good job with with even rider safety. I mean, they have the sidetracks crew that's there. And so we got in a conversation. And basically, I asked, how many crashes does Thunder, how many motorcycle crashes does Thunder Hill have a year? And, you know, doing a little bit of, uh, of figuring and, and thinking about it, and, and um, uh, basically, the answer came back to me. Thunder Hill has 900 crashes a year. 900. That's one track, one track. Of course, it's one of the more, you know, more, more popular uh, motorcycle tracks around, 900. And I was, I was, uh, I mean, I knew it was gonna be a lot, but I didn't think it was gonna be 900. And I was like, holy shit, yikes. So basically what I did is I, I said, you know what, I need to sit down, get my, get my trusty notebook out, because yes, you write stuff down. And let's, let's, let's figure out you know, what were the biggest things that they found from all these crashes? They have all this data. What were they finding out? And so that's why this podcast is really is, is, is about, you know, have you planned to crash today? Yeah. Are you planning on crashing today? Right? Of course, nobody's planning on crashing. I don't want to crash. So I want to make this, this point kind of clear. I don't want to crash. I'm not afraid of crashing, but I don't want to crash. I'm going to use all these techniques, all these other, you know, 49 podcasts of, of technique to mitigate crashing. But yes, crashing happens. Absolutely. I do not want to crash, but I understand as I pull into the gates, it is something that, that, that can happen. I mean, right, we're, we're doing something dangerous. And that's something that I'm going to be a little bit more adamant about. You're not taking this fucking sport seriously enough. You're not. You're not doing it with your health, other people's health. And you're certainly not taking it, you know, based on the risks that are at hand. 
you know, a good conversation that I had with some special forces guys this summer, and they talked about, you know, riding motorcycles. These guys want to ride motorcycles, right? They're, they're jacked up to ride motorcycles. And so they started asking me about, you know, the training aspects. And these guys were shocked at how little training goes on for something that can kill you. And so I think that that's something that uh, I, I want to be very frank about. You're not taking the sport seriously enough. So you got to pull your head out of your ass a little bit. And, you know, we've all had, you know, people hurt, killed in this sport. You know, we have a lot at risk. Very, very few of you who are listening to this podcast are going to be in the World Championship Series. No, we're normal people riding on the street, riding our mini bikes, going to track days, doing club racing, doing Moto America racing. So let's look at some of these things. And this is, again, off the data that I collected from the Thunder Hill, Thunder Hill group. And uh, I think this is something here in the off season. We, we do need to take a step back and go, yeah, what if? What if some of these things happens? So, all right. First one that, uh, that we talked about uh, together was coming to the track alone. So coming to the track alone, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of risk that goes on there. And a lot of us are obviously doing it. So coming to the track alone, you fall down. And then now you're, you're, uh, you're incapacitated in some way, whether you broke your collarbone or your wrist or you sprained your ankle or, you know, you took a helicopter ride. Now you're shit sitting there and you got to do something about it. So coming to the track alone, let's think about that one. And uh, let's think about the things that we can do um, to make that happen. So then that actually goes <laughs> right on to my second one, which is not having a pit buddy. And notice how I separated those two things because you can come to the track alone, but if, if you don't have a pit buddy or somebody there that, that knows you and your stuff, that turns out to be a problem. And that will get into one of the other things I'll talk about in just a minute, which is, which is actually a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious issue. So let's not come to the track alone and let's get a pit buddy, right? Let's go on. Hey dude, my keys are here. Uh, my wallet's here. My insurance stuff is here my emergency contacts here. Okay, let's go ride. I mean, let's let's not put ourselves in a position to fail. So write up a little medical card, give it to somebody, give give somebody your contact information, right? Let's let's not make it a complete fuck shop. So thinking about uh, thinking about that one, right? Let's make sure we get a pit buddy. So this next one's pretty gobsmacking. Uh, no insurance. Um, no insurance. So that one surprises me. I know I know a lot of organizations require insurance, racing organizations require insurance, but no insurance. Um, yeah, that one, that one, I'm, um, uh, if you're going to ride motorcycles uh, and you're going to do something fairly dangerous and you, you know, don't have, you, you need to take that responsibility and have some, have some insurance, obviously. And that segues into the quality of insurance. Uh, nobody likes, you know, health insurance. I'm not going to go into the whole health insurance um, deal because I'm not uh, an expert at that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I just had to go and uh, redo my my health insurance, and I, you know, was one of the most frustrating things I've done in my done in my life. Besides, you know, besides going to the Department of Motor Vehicles or something along those lines. So, look at your insurance, find out what it covers, look at some of the deductibles, look at some of these things, study it. You need to work the situation backwards, right? It's just like we look at a track backwards. You know, what could be the worst case scenario and who's going to be affected with all these things? Same thing with, with having some sort of either life insurance or disability insurance. 
if you're supporting people, you need to have some responsibility there, right? So take a look at that. I, I don't I don't mean to be you know negative Nancy on this, but this is the reality of it. And I've been in the sport long enough to where I've seen these things. So don't set yourself up to fail. Got it? All right. Another one we're, we're talking about insurance is, is um, the helicopter insurance. Uh, I haven't seen any, you know, too many of the other tracks doing this besides Thunder Hill. Um, I know they've got some great coverage and that it, the, the coverage itself has changed over the years. Um, but for, it's a very small investment uh, for a year of insurance, covers your family, covers different regions. Um, I think that's something to take a look at as well. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I, I don't want to be overinsured. Um, I don't like giving you know, people my money for something I'm you know, never going to probably use. But let's be aware of, uh, of the risks and what we can do to mitigate those risks. Again, let's not set ourselves up to fail. All right, a couple more we'll take a look at is, uh, and I was, I, was a little, I was surprised to hear this one, um, prior medical issues. And it, it was shocking how, I, I can't remember the exact number. I think it was three or it might've been four, but from a person falling down and then getting checked out, they found other issues, whether it was blood pressure or something else going on with them. So, uh, and of course your blood pressure is going to be high when you fall down, but they found some other issues that went along with that. So let's make sure you're in good physical health to go do something. This goes back to what I've, what I've talked about in these, these other 49 podcasts that I know you've all listened to because I've got, you know, 210,000 listens is you're an athlete doing this. This is not some simple sport. This is not, you know, we're just, we're just, this is not something that's, that's, you know, not, not an athletic endeavor. Think of yourself more as an, of an athlete. You want to get good. Well, these are the things that it takes to get good. So prior medical issues. Let's make sure you've, you've got some basic health checked out. Let's make sure, you know, that, that, okay, if you have something, an injury that could potentially get worse if you fall down, you need to think about that. So again, let's not put ourselves in a position to fail. Let's look at, make sure our prior medical issues are, are, are at least recognized and uh, you're aware of them and you're doing something about them. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, this, I, I saved this one. Um, I saved this one for last because, and, and we're going to get into gear and the bike stuff as well. This one surprised me and I'm, I'm probably guilty of this to a degree as well. Not so much as I've gotten more <clears throat> mature, but, uh, letting logistics dictate the type of care you're getting. And, um, so many, this, this one was unanimous with all the people that I talked to. Letting logistics dictate the type of care you're getting. So it's like, you need an ambulance ride. Nope, I'll take myself. Um, you know, you, you need this. No, I'll take care of it myself. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, these, the, the, you know, the medical people are right 100% of the time, but it is what they do. And they do see these types of injuries. And I think it's best to let them dictate what is the right course of action for you. You know, if you've got something going on and you're just like, no, dude, that's okay. You know, I live in, uh, uh, you know, I live 200 miles from the track um, and uh, I'll just drive myself home. It'll be okay. And you're, you know, potentially making a situation much, much worse. So whatever, whatever that is, think 
what is the best course of action for that injury? And then think about how you can get that done. Instead of convenience, which is, well, shit, and who's going to load my stuff up? Um, you know, how am I going to get my truck back or whatever it is, right? Please, please take 10 seconds and think about what is the best course of action for my injury and then make the decision, right? If you just do that, you know, potentially it could save you just a massive amount of pain and suffering. I, I, was, I was shocked about that one. So let's make sure we're not letting the logistics uh, dictate uh, what care we're getting, right? Let's try to get healed up and do things, do things right, especially if you're somebody that you know, has, you know, has a family, he's got responsibilities. Uh, I think that that's a big one. Uh, I'm going to touch quickly on gear and uh, your bike as well. Um, gear. And I broke, I, I, I wrote this out and I broke it down into um, all the different aspects of, um, of gear. But we don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, yeah, helmet, get a good goddamn helmet. More importantly, get a helmet that fits. I ran, I run Arai helmets. Um, I've run other brands of helmets. Um, for many years, I ran a helmet too big, one size too big until I got professionally fitted. And the guy goes, yeah, you're riding, you're in a helmet that's, that's too big. And so now I'm wearing the proper size helmet because I got professionally fitted. What do you know? So let's make sure that your gear fits appropriately. Yeah, even, you know, gloves and boots. Um, boots aren't that big of a deal that, I, that I've seen um, other than people wear them too long uh, and then the soles are worn out, uh, then it causes problems. Um, gloves, I've seen lots of ill-fitting gloves. I've seen gloves that are so crusty, you know, you can't even freaking bend them. Gloves with holes in them. These are your hands. So yeah, a little bit of a wake up call here is don't wear shit, right? Don't, you know, go on the glove, you know, fall on the ground, your hand slaps on the ground. And for whatever reason, because your gloves four years old and your favorite pair of gloves and they blow apart because it's got so much sweat and they're all crusty in them. Well, yeah, new gloves. So think about that, right? Think about how old the stuff is. Let's get it rotated out. And yes, I have favorite pairs of gloves. Um, as well. And uh, I definitely changed my stuff out. So let's get that stuff going there. Suits. Two things on suits. One, get the right size suit. I see so many suits that are way too tight. And you basically can't move around in them. And um, you can't move around in the suits. Uh, and then, of course, you're not able to ride the bike the way you need to. So whether it's typically the ones that I see are too tight from you know the knees to the chest, so let's make sure that we're doing something to get our suits to fit correctly. Um, also, of course, you can have the same problem with the suits being too big, where if you fall down, uh, it rotates, you know, the rotates past the protection, uh, rotates around the protection, and then you can get hurt that way. So get a good fitting suit, please. Get a good quality suit, please. Uh, also, air suits. I really like air suits. Um, having seen uh, a bunch of crashes with and without the air suits, I'm pretty damn convinced they work and work really well. So air suits, I'm a huge fan. Oh my God, they're expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. So is your damn health. So air suits, when it comes time for a suit, I'm not telling you to, you know, oh my God, you have to run down, you know, to the store right now and buy an air suit because Ken said, I'm just saying when it comes time to buy a suit, let's, let's take a look at that. Same thing with some of these other, you know, these air vests and some of these other products, right? So let's, let's, Make sure that we're giving ourselves every, every opportunity that we can um, to be protected. All right. Some things with your bike. 
two things. I wrote two or three. Actually, I wrote a bunch of things with the bike. The first thing with the bike is let's make sure your bike is in good shape. Um, you know, there's there's just some non-negotiable things that that I'll do um, just to make sure, uh, regardless of whether my bike is stock or you know race bike, my oil drain plugs wired. Um, my oil filter has a, a clamp on it, and I only use OEM oil filters. Why? Because I've been sl- I've slid on my back at 100 miles an hour because somebody else didn't run an OEM oil filter and destroyed my motorcycle. So I run OEM uh, filters. I don't care how much more they are. I don't want that to ever happen to me again. So I run OEM filters. Something there. One thing about your bike as well. Nobody wants their bike to hit the ground, right? We put all this money in it, but let's. Our basically is: Are you willing to toss your shit down the road? I, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Yes, we've got cool bikes, and you know, we get great paint jobs, we got all this great stuff, and we look at the performance. But think about that: Are you willing to toss your shit down the road? So it is a absolute valid question. So something to think about uh, as well. And of course, mitigating for any track, you know, any damage you can, whether it's case covers, axle sliders, guards, whatever, right? I'm, I like all that stuff too. So I think, I think the more that we can, you know, try to mitigate those things, uh, the better. One last thing with the bike, because this has come up way more than it should. And um, it, it, it's absolutely worth mentioning. Friends crashing your bike. So you know, you go to the track and oh my, oh dude, the guy's got the new ZX-10RR. Oh my God, it's the most badass bike. Hey, Bill, you want to ride it? Dude, do I want to ride that bike? Well, he certainly hasn't planned on crashing his buddy's bike. So whatever happens, happens. So I, you know, before you let somebody ride your bike, you need to have some sort of um, agreement of what's going to happen, whether that guy crashes your bike, he's paying for it. I mean, basically you should accept you're going to let somebody borrow your bike. It's on you, right? You're the one doing that. You let somebody borrow your bike. Your first thing should be, well, I'm assuming that if he crashes and destroys my motorcycle, I'm out the money. I'm out the bike. If something happens from that, whether it's a, an agreement or whatever it may be, fantastic. But you need to be able to make sure that you've got that, that thought in your brain. So, Want somebody else to ride your bike? Hey, that's great. Let them ride your bike. That's fine. But make sure you have some sort of an agreement that goes along with that. And so it, it's it's certainly going to save a lot of hassles, a lot of friendships, and just a bunch of basically bullshit. Um, but it's it's uh, it again. It's it's uh, it's worth mentioning. So, all right, podcast number fifty. Um, not a great subject. No, it's not some glamorous. Um, quick technique that's going to, you know, take you from the B group to the A group. Um, but it's something that in the sport we need to think about. It's something in the sport that um, uh, is, is right there at the forefront of all of our thoughts. So there you go. Copyright 2017, Ken Hill Coaching, All Rights Reserved.